0: 最佳听众互动奖得奖的是 FIRSTORY等等 还有一位是 FIRSTORY和Discord 共同得奖 FIRSTORY最新推出的 Discord整合功能
1: Typhoon Typhoon Haikui has been downgraded to a tropical storm as it heads out to China. But the storm has left parts of the south and east coast grappling with its devastation.
2: In Taidong and Hualian, roads have been left flooded or covered in debris. In Guansan Township, a man was found dead after falling off the side of a road on a scooter.
3: The current rushes under Üli Bridge in Hualien as the Luan River surges. Surveillance footage showed the river nearly touching the top of the bridge Sunday night. Heavy rains have also put mountainous areas on alert. At the village of Domeng in Xiling Township, mountain roads have turned into rivers. Cars move slowly through the flood, and landslides have cut off roads up ahead. Look up, and you'll find loosened rocks that have already slid down the mountain.
4: We don't want Domung to become isolated, so rescue operations were launched immediately in hopes of clearing out one lane for traffic. The excavator can't be dispatched just yet because it's too muddy. There are soldiers on standby for orders.
3: Over in Taidong, sheets of corrugated metal are strewn along the road, and buildings and sheds have been left without a roof. The roads are littered with debris from signs. It's destruction all over. So far, one death has been reported in connection with a typhoon. In Guanshan Township, a scooter rider fell off the side of a road and was found without vital signs.
4: The driver and the scooter suffered a fall of about 1.4 meters off the side of the road. There was no sign of a scooter crash. The body did not present any external wounds either. The time and cause of the incident is being investigated by the Taidong District Prosecutor's Office.
3: Over at Shanwu Village in Dawu Township, muddy water streams down the road, flooding buildings in the area. Locals rush to set up flood barriers to no avail, as drainage systems are blocked by broken branches. An excavator was dispatched to the scene to clear out the debris. Trees and branches have fallen on roads. A clearance team first goes at them with chainsaws. Then an excavator takes it all
1: away.
4: The impact of the typhoon was greater than we had anticipated. Many large trees collapsed on our roads. So far, two cars are reported to have been crushed by trees.
3: Typhoon Haikui has left a trail of destruction on the East Coast. Reconstruction is underway, but there's a long way to go before recovery.
2: Rains from Typhoon Haikui have caused heavy agricultural losses in Taiwan. In Hualing County, fruit orchard stand were submerged in water.
1: Nearly 90 percent of the country's pomelo fruit have been blown off the trees. We hear from farmers. The rains were
4: heavier than we expected. They were very, very heavy. There's so much water absorption that we're afraid of water damage. The effect on fruit quality will be apparent in two or three days. The initial estimate is 400,000 or 500,000 NTN losses. Nearly half the harvest is gone, essentially. (laughs) I feel like crying. There's nothing to be done about natural disasters. I hope the government will be fast and generous with granting subsidies without nitpicking on farmers. Everyone is suffering. There's nobody in a good situation here. We will go back and discuss this and convene the experts. We have an assessment method that does not require a field inspection. If you planted and if the weather data is certain, then it's confirmed, it's a done deal. For instance, there's a confirmed 20% loss to the palm low yield. No field inspections are necessary.
1: Heavy winds and rains have left the fields covered with damaged fruit. As a storm moves farther out, farmers are starting an arduous recovery. Vice President Lai Xingde has announced the winners of the 61st 10 Outstanding Young Persons Award. Despite the name, 11 young people were recognized this year for their contributions to Taiwan.
2: Speaking at the event, Lai stressed that youth were the hope of the future and that as such, they should be empowered to have courage.
4: Vice President Lai Qingde attended the 61st 10 Outstanding Young Persons Awards press conference. He personally announced the laureates and had some words of encouragement for Taiwan's youth. Uh,國際青山在...
3: As for forging global connections and international trade, youth have also achieved remarkable results. They've not only broadened their horizons, but also allowed the international community to see Taiwan. They've been truly exceptional. Committed young people are the hope of humanity. We have to offer them encouragement so that they can be brave and strong. Then they can bring hope to our nation, society, and humanity.
4: This year, 11 young people made the list. One is table tennis star Ling Yunru, ranked number 9 in the world. As he was competing abroad, Lin's mother collected the award for him.
3: On behalf of Yunru, I would like to thank the organizers for this recognition and the Chinese Taipei Olympic Committee for the nomination and for putting Yunru on the spotlight once again. With all your blessings, he will continue working hard. This coming year is very important as he prepares for the Olympics next year. With all your blessings and efforts, we hope to bring back some medals from the Olympic Games.
4: Lai was seen listening attentively at the event as he moved to connect with younger voters. He's set to unveil his national policy proposals over the course of this month. His first press conference is scheduled for September 6th, with more details of his Taiwan vision to follow.
3: At the first event of the series on September 6, Vice President Lai Ching-de will mainly present the overarching concepts of his vision for Taiwan's future, as well as a general framework for national policy. After that, more press conferences will be held in which he will address specific affairs and present his policies in detail.
4: The series will be held in collaboration with more than 200 experts from industry, government, and academia. During the press events, Lai aims to convey his plans for Taiwan's future and highlight what makes him stand out from the rest.
2: National Day organizers have unveiled this year's main visual. The colors go back to basics, featuring the red, blue, and white of Taiwan's national flag, and accent colors in aqua and magenta.
1: Event organizers announced that a Japanese high school marching band will perform in the annual parade. Hailing from Tokyo, the Emerald Knights will perform alongside Taiwan's own Jianguo High School. Uh
4: Democracy, resilience, and sustainability will be at the center of this year's Double Ten celebrations. The National Day Preparatory Committee on Monday unveiled the visuals for the event.
3: The composition of the flat image creates a three-dimensional effect. The soft curved lines represent the gentleness and resilience of the people of Taiwan. There are the three colors of our national flag, red, blue and white. In addition, the blue is paired with an aqua shade that represents the sea where all rivers flow. And we also have brick red like the walls of a temple and magenta, a color often seen in traditional outdoor stage plays in Taiwan.
4: The tricolor design was conceptualized by Lee Jen Han and Yu Wei, whose album *Pakalan* won the 2022 Grammy Award for Best Recording Package. This year's color palette is a departure from the 2022 design, which used brown, blue, green, and teal. Now it's back to blue, red, and white with magenta and aqua accents. But like last year, the only English text on the logo will say Taiwan National Day.
3: Taiwan National Day. Last year's logo said Taiwan National Day. It's reception in the country and in society was quite good. In Chinese, the event itself is called the 112th National Day of the ROC. The first four characters say ROC.
4: The Emerald Knights are an award-winning marching band from the second high school of the Tokyo University of Agriculture. This coming National Day, they'll be performing in Taiwan with a 148-member delegation. Joining the Japanese performers will be the marching band from Taipei Municipal Jinguo High School, which recently competed at the 2023 World Association of Marching Show Bands World Championships in the U.S. The band placed runner-up in the field finals and first in the color guard categories.
3: As an extension of the friendship between Taiwan and Japan, the marching bands of Jiengou High School and the second high school of the Tokyo University of Agriculture will be putting on a joint performance. Together, these top-notch marching bands from Taiwan and Japan will come together to celebrate Taiwan's National Day.
4: Besides the marching band show, this year's National Day celebrations will also feature the Brave Eagle Jet Trainer, as well as elements to showcase
1: Taiwan's commitment to self-defense. Artificial intelligence promises to change how sleep disorders are tested and diagnosed. Surveys suggest about 5 million people in Taiwan have a sleep disorder. In the past, getting your sleep tested by doctors meant spending the night in hospital, hooked up to machines.
2: That's an inconvenient process and can slow down diagnosis. But a new device, now in use at China Medical University Hospital, will change that. It's a small machine that can be used easily at home.
3: Mr. Zhang snores deeply, tossing and turning on the bed. Many patients go to the doctor because they can't get to sleep or their sleep is of poor quality. But thorough tests often necessitate spending a night at the hospital.
0: They covered me in wires and that made turning over and everything quite a whole thing. And so I didn't sleep very soundly.
3: Traditionally, patients wanting to get tested had to sleep in a medical center hooked up to dozens of machines, which, in itself, makes a stressful environment to try to fall asleep in.
0: You just peel off this sticker and place it on the left of the patient's chest.
3: Now this tiny device, easy to mistake for a sticker, can replace all the old machines for a complete sleep test.
0: The sticker is pretty simple and easy to get the hang of, and it makes it easy to go to sleep.
3: It's
0: not just doing front end diagnostics, you can use the same method for back end tracking, so actually you don't need to sleep at the hospital. You can search for changes in the heart rate in the body's surface, and it can calculate a very precise big data trend. It's basically about 95% accurate.
3: AI is giving new options to people with sleeping issues, allowing them to get tested for various sleep disorders in the comfort of their own homes and hopefully get the support they need faster.
1: The second Mazu biennial will kick off on September 23rd. Last year, the art show brought more than 30,000 tourists to Mazu Islands.
2: Organizers have expanded the event for 2023, anticipating a larger turnout. Artists from around the world were invited to produce works for the exhibition. 70 products will be on display across five islands in Lianjiang County. The theme of the show is Ruby Red After Summer. It's a saying in the local Eastern Min dialect, which describes the process of making Mazu old wine. The wine must survive the summer to emerge in the winter as a mature product, much like how Mazu's art scene can mature and rise onto the global stage. The cost of eggs went up on Monday, rising 3 NT per caddy for both wholesale and farm gate prices.
1: The decision was made by Taiwan's Egg Price Review Committee, which cited increased demand from schools, the impact of recent storms, and the high cost of animal feed. For the average breakfast shop owner, the hike means an extra cost of some 500 NT per week
4: the price of eggs is on the rise. On Monday, Farmgate and wholesale prices went up by 3 NT a caddy. The Farmgate price is now at 43.5 NT and the wholesale price at 53 NT. For a breakfast shop owner who uses 8 baskets a week, that's an additional cost of nearly
3: 500 NT. So far, my supplier hasn't said anything about this. If the price of eggs goes up, the cost of other raw materials may also rise. Prices have been relatively stable these last Few months.
4: At this Taipei egg supplier, retail prices have shot up to fifty six centi a caddy, but consumers are taking it in stride.
3: Actually, it's good. It isn't that bad. Eggs are still a cheap source of protein. What's the deal? Oh, it's 56 NT? Well, you still have to buy eggs no matter what. I don't think the price is too bad.
4: The September price hike is due to increased demand from schools, the advent of typhoons, and the high cost of feed. The last price drop was on June 22nd, when wholesale went to 50 NT a caddy and Farmgate to 40.5 NT. Prices were frozen in July and August, before moving up on September 4th, although the latest rise is less than than 10%. It's no small hit to egg merchants. A supplier who buys 1,200 crates in bulk will pay an extra 72,000 NT.
3: <laughs> There are fewer people on rainy days. Compared to how it's usually, we've had 60% fewer customers today. There's only been one price drop this summer. Usually, egg prices drop two or three times. So long as these price adjustments are reasonable, we respect them. Prices could go up next or they might come down. Either is possible. When asked about the
4: trajectory of egg prices, the Ministry of Agriculture said only that we'll see. With eggs a kitchen staple, higher prices will be sure to post your wallet.
1: As Taiwan's demographics change, there's a growing shortage of labor for key industries. Manufacturing and home care are two of the sectors which rely more and more on migrant workers. In June 2023, 730,000 people were registered as migrant workers in Taiwan.
2: And as Taiwan's population continues to age, some are calling for more immigration, saying Taiwan should welcome workers into more industries. Today, let's meet some of the immigrants doing the work that Taiwanese citizens often forgo.
3: It's 2.30 p.m. and it's raining outside. Indonesia-born Kara City has decided it's an exercise at home day for her client, 90-year-old Mrs. Liao. As a full time carer, City is responsible for every detail of Mrs. Liao's daily life. She's been in the job for 10 years.
4: I needed to earn money. I left school after junior high, so it's hard to find work in Indonesia, so I came here.
3: City earns 667 NT a day as a home carer in Taiwan, about 20,000 NT a month. That's three times the maximum monthly wage at a factory in her home province of West Java in Indonesia, which would just be 7,000 NT. As Taiwan's population ages, the government is keen to attract immigrants who will pick up the work of caring for older people. And as the birth rate declines, the manufacturing industries are also in compelling need of workers. Immigrants often fill the gaps. <laughs>
2: I look
4: after older people. I came here with my son. He works in a factory in Jai.
3: Statistics from the Ministry of Labor show that as of June 2023, there were 730,000 migrant workers in Taiwan. Of those, 220,000 work in home service jobs, as home carers or domestic employees. Around 510,000 are employed in industries such as manufacturing, construction, farming, and fisheries. Most migrant workers come from Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Vietnam, the Philippines, and Thailand.
4: This is part of the plan of the Ministry of Labor. Taiwan has a real shortage of basic labor power. So to solve our labor shortage, opening up further to migrant workers should be a matter of extreme urgency.
3: As the birth rate falls and the population ages, the National Development Council says Taiwan faces a labour shortage of 400,000 people by 2030. Manufacturing and service industries will all be affected. Many are calling for more industries to be open to migrant workers and for greater numbers of immigrants, but amid fears that could impact job prospects of Taiwanese citizens, any political consensus still seems far off.
0: She's
1: confident, though. Tell yeah.
0: that. She's confident.
3: <laughs> Wafer jumps up on the couch, where an electronic device is hidden in a light fixture. The smart dog sits down and gestures with his nose, a clear signal to say there's something here.
0: <laughs> T T. Yeah.
3: Wafer sniffs all along a cupboard and gets out each chair from a table. The electrics hidden inside can't escape his exceptional nose. (laughs) (laughs) Then he comes to the living area and jumps straight onto a small round table. There's something here. There are more than 100 electronics detection dogs in the U.S., and two-year-old Black Lab Wafer has been trained in a Taiwan-U.S. collaboration. He's about to join Taiwan's canine police team, the first electronics detection dog in the country.
0: Yes,
3: Wafer's olfactory talents can sniff out anything. Phones, hard disks, cryptocurrency hard wallets, wherever it's hidden, in wardrobes, outdoor spaces, SUVs, at the bottom of rivers.
4: Wafer is a new, very energetic dog. He works very happily if you just give him enough love and rewards. One of the most memorable moments for me is one time we put a phone on a riverbed and he could smell it. That really made me see things differently
3: wafer was originally taking guide dog and emotional support dog training but he was too full of beans for that and dropped out then trainers decided that his love of play big appetite and obedience made him perfect to train as an electronics detection dog
4: the 3rd Special Police Corps has received an Electronics Detection Labrador from a U.S. nonprofit organization. What he can smell is mainly oxide, a special chemical in paint inside storage devices.
3: After two weeks training in the U.S., Wafer is currently in quarantine at Taiwan's border. The police force is excited for him to join the team.
1: Typhoon Haikui dumped at least 120 million tons of rain over Taiwan in just three days. Despite flooding in the south, Tainan's Zhengwon Reservoir failed to reach full capacity.
2: The storm was hindered by the central mountain range. Just 7.3 million tons of water reached the reservoir, bringing it to 80%
3: capacity.
4: Its weather system was influenced by the central mountain range, which blocked it, resulting in orographic rainfall. As a result, Shimen Reservoir was the biggest beneficiary. Slightly over the north, the Feizui Reservoir got 14.3 million tons. In the central region, the Duji Reservoir gained 22 million tons. Because of the orographic effect, after the cloud system crossed the central mountain range, there was a gap in the terrain. As a result, Zinwen and Wushantou Reservoirs benefited less.
2: Reservoirs in the north and central regions were filled to 90% capacity and above. Results were less impressive at the Zinwen Reservoir, despite officials' high hopes.